Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Welcome, everybody, to Chuck and Lou, and tonight we have four of us around the dais tonight. We have, uh, of course, Lou. Lou, how's it going, Lou? It's going good. It's going pretty good. We have Pete, better known as Drew Ebert around town. How's it going, Pete? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. And we are joined tonight by head football coach of St. Charles West, Mr. Gary Strauss. Gary, thanks for coming. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. And man, we have, you know, we've had a lot of West people on here. That's what, Gary, you know, it's football season, and uh, we're really excited because I, I am a huge football fan of, of the West Warriors. I try to get on the sideline on all the home games and, and try to drive some of the closer ones. But Pete, uh, fantasy football draft today. I had it today. All I'm going to say is beware of the Battlehawks. The Battlehawks. That's a <laughs> that XFL. Is my, that's my fantasy team name this year. Yes, it is. I have Baker Mayfield. Oh, gosh. If we can just keep him sober. <laughs> he likes to party a lot. <laughs> you know what? In the ninth round, I believe it's the ninth round, I picked up Brady. Ooh. So just a little insurance if that falls through. So Brady, good. Did you, did you pick up uh, Giselle? Is that his wife? Are they still there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're married. Yeah. Man, man, how long do those drafts take? This was the quickest one we ever had. Uh, it probably lasted hour and 45 minutes. Man, that's was quick. It was a 12-team league, too, so we were in and out. Sometimes I see on Facebook, like, these guys get together, and it's like a whole day. They're swimming. They're, yeah. they're like, barbecuing. It's like a pretty much, you know. Not this crew. They are... So into fantasy sports, they're you should see all the notes some of these guys have on oh, their tablets. It's, it's impressive. Lou, do you, Gary, do you play fantasy sports? Yeah, I'm in uh, three in fantasy league. football leagues. No, I, this would be the first time. Last last two years, I've been in two, yeah. and then uh, where I'm at in the third one this year. What about you, Lou? No, I'm not. no. I mean, I can see myself doing a, a football one, but I can't. Those baseball ones. Um, yeah, 162 games. I mean, that would be miserable. I am in a baseball one right now, and it is. It's difficult to keep up with, especially, you know, during June and camps and stuff. We're all over, and before you know it, there's games started. I forget to set the lineup, so it's – I don't see uh, Pete's time in the fantasy baseball world lasting much longer. That's all right, Pete. But you know what happened today, Lou? You probably stayed at home, and I guarantee you watched some golf today, didn't you? Uh-huh. Can you imagine one guy won today? He won $15 million playing 18 holes golf today. Royal? Royal. royal. Rory. He is royal after today. He is royal after today. Tell us, what are your thoughts on how the golf season ends? Do you like the playoffs? It, and how it runs? I mean, I wish it would end a little bit earlier, by, or end a little bit later, but I understand why they have to do it. It's because they don't want to compete with football, which makes sense. Absolutely. And the structure of it, I, it's better now that it's improved. The old way was just messed up. I do like this structure. I like the playoff structure. I like how they got to do well in the seating and, and, and stuff. One like trophy it. to decide it all, yeah, I guess. That's one fine. trophy, and, I, and the other guys got paid. I mean, some of those guys finished second, third place, still going home with six, seven million dollars. So, um, I need to get it. Gosh, I wish I was a golfer. But I'm not. I'm here in my basement doing a podcast. Uh, anyways, uh, to get started here, uh, Coach Strauss, just give us your background. I know a lot of people in St. Charles know who you are, but kind of give us your background and where you grew up and where you, you know, obviously some of your high school stuff and your college stuff. Just kind of give us your, your uh, bio here. Well, I mean, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, but we moved here when I was five. Okay. I'm actually, I turned five right after we moved here. So I've been a St. Charles kid my whole life. I went to Monroe, went to Jefferson cool. uh, Junior High. Back then it was 7 through 9, and then uh, to St. Charles West. And then where so, did you play college football? Uh, Kirksville. Okay. It was Northeast Missouri State back then. Gotcha. But, and your time yeah. at St. Charles West, from what I've heard, you were, if not the best, but one of the, one of the best football players to ever play at St. Charles West, quarterback. 
quarterback, running back, defensive back, it's, kicker. You did it all. What made you the elite athlete that you uh, were? That's probably it. I mean, uh, I was pretty versatile. Uh-huh. Um, I was a quarterback all, pretty much my whole life, but then uh, when I was a junior, uh, Todd Schweigert was the re- returning quarterback, and I did a lot of blocking for Robert Connors. Mm-hmm. So uh, that helped me for when I got to college because then I got switched to fullback, and I had to do some blocking there too. How many concussions do you think you got in your life? I don't know. I really don't think I had a whole lot. I mean, I have one documented when I was in college. I got oh. one. Um, it just it, I I mean, I had my bell run a couple times, right. but I don't think there was ever any real bad ones, you know, along the way. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I know, you know, obviously you've also um, been able to coach with um, guys like Coach Stahl and Coach Hollander at St. Charles West. You've yeah. obviously kind of how West rolls is that when we go to West, we, we come back, we coach. A lot of people have a lot of hands in. Um, it's, it's a great place to coach. And I know I know you love it. And you do a great job. He had the Jamboree on Friday night. Uh, how did Jamboree go? Uh, Jamboree went pretty well. Um, no shots fired at this one? No shots That's fired good. at all. You know, I mean, we uh, we worked on some things that uh, we need to get a little better at. You know, uh, it's hard to do it in practice sometimes because you can't get the looks you need to, to have for games. Right. And um, so we did some things that maybe are a little out of the ordinary for us, but it helped us. Tell the general public, what, what happens at a Jamboree? What are the rules? Do you start on the 40-yard line? How does it work? Um, in ours, we're over at Parkway West, and you have uh, all four teams are playing at the same time. We start at 35 going in, okay. and then the other two teams are starting at 35 going the other way. Gotcha. And you just as long as you keep getting first downs, you, you move the ball. If you uh, get turn it over on downs, you just move it back to the 35 and start gotcha. a new set of downs. Gotcha. So who's your quarterback this year? Brendan Sportsman. And he, he's been looking probably for this opportunity for several several years. You've had some good quarterbacks the last couple of years, um, going back to Clark last year. But, but would I be lying if – do you think he could have been your quarterback even as a sophomore or junior? Uh, but you just had some guys that were older and probably just as good or if not better. But he probably could have been your quarterback before this season. Yeah, if we, uh, if we would have needed him to be, I, I have no doubt he would have been successful. Um, at that time, actually, it was probably when he was a sophomore. It was probably right. the deepest we've ever been at quarterback, uh-huh. you know, because we had a senior, a junior, and a sophomore that all were pretty solid, you yeah. know. And um, but yeah, he's uh, you know you talking about him. He's he's never lost a game in his high school career that he started at quarterback. That's awesome, and he's you just know? he's just such a competitor. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't want to lose. He's a guy that's um, he's been looking forward to this moment. I think for a long time. Uh, tell us about a couple guys who are going to run the ball for you this year in the backfield. Uh, we got two guys coming back that both gained over a thousand. Uh, Jameson Reese and Dominic Flint. Flint beat him Not out by four yards. School. Yeah, that's that's tough Very to do. In high yeah, school. yeah, and um, so those two guys, and then uh, Trevor Turner and Derek Scruggs will split time at fullback. Cool, because um, they both play defense too. So awesome. We got some big guys on the line again this year. Uh, yeah, we do. We got a couple. Uh, Stephen Frazier's probably the anchor. He's. 6'3", 290. Is he going to play center this year, or is he going to? Sometimes. Okay. I think if we play against teams that have a big nose guard, right. we'll slide him over. Okay. Uh, uh, but then John Wilson's about 6'6", 310. Uh, Jeremy Middendorf. Or right. Jeremy. Uh, Grant Middendorf. Be great if he could play. Yeah. Grant. I mean, I would take Jeremy, but I'm happy with Grant, right. too. Right. Grant's about 6'3", 225, 230. So, uh, He's bulked up some last and, year. And uh, Alex Meyer will probably... Uh, start at the other tackle spot. Cool, cool. So you always having a good, a good line in high school. You were talking about you know the St. Charles High Pirates that over the years they've had some really good athletes, but it's just that line in high school football. I mean, if you don't have guys on the line, you're just it doesn't matter how good you are. No, I agree. Uh, and they've had some big 
big guys in their line, but you know, have a full front. It's it's it seems like it's been a struggle. Right. I think this year it might be a little different for them. Uh-huh. So time will tell and see. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Buckos here later on. But Luke, could you kind of take us through just uh, the schedule of the Warrior football team and kind of see some of the names or hear some of the names we're going to be playing? We open up next Friday. Open against- up Friday against Dominic at home. Cool. Um, Dominic graduated twenty seven seniors. So can you imagine twenty seven seniors? <laughs> some programs only have twenty seven players in their program. Yeah, they got 27. Yeah, 27 seniors. Yeah, that's tough. I had 11 seniors on a basketball team one year. Oh, that's amazing. That, that, was, that next year was probably pretty difficult. No, good. No, uh, we were very fortunate. The group behind them was pretty solid as well. So that's good. Uh, week week two, they'll travel down to Hillsboro. Um, Have Hills- we played Hillsboro in the past? Or just uh, we uh, when Stahl was the head coach in the mid '90s, okay. we played him. And then we played them last year. It was the first time we've done since then. Week three, we'll host Zumaldi. They graduated a lot of good senior players. Heard they have a, still a couple decent athletes. They always do have yeah. one or two that are pretty solid. No week, Shanks anymore, though, is he gone? Correct. Okay, he was uh, a big receiver last year. Week four, they'll travel to Winfield. Um, mm-hmm. Week five, homecoming against Warrington. Okay. Uh, week six, uh, on October 4th, travel to Orchard Farm. To Orchard Farm, okay. Yep, October 11th, week seven, host Cape Central. Who's right. kind of going through a down phase right now? Okay. Well, that's just because there's other schools in the area competing with them. Jackson. Well, Jackson's um, that's a that's a heck of a place. If anybody's ever been down there and seen their facilities, holy cow! They're incredible. Their the whole years. town comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. And they got a turf field there too. Uh, on October 18th, they'll will travel across town to play the Buckos. And they'll close out the regular season with senior night at home against Westminster. So, do we know anything about the teams in our um, in the GAC North? Um, any any ones besides us that are maybe better than last year, or having some guys come back? Or from what I look at it, I, I feel like it's um, definitely our conference to win. I would think, Coach. Uh, but uh, obviously, I mean, it's, injuries might come. You never know. I'm sure we'd probably be considered the favorites. Uh-huh. I mean, but there's St. Charles is going to be better. They're going to be young, but I, I, Coach Leonard's. I think trying to he's doing a good job. I think he's trying to change the culture right. over there. And I think he started to do it uh, with those younger guys. He was he said he really focused on a lot of those younger guys last year, really yeah. try to, you know, change it. Because, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, That's the hardest thing to do is change the culture. Oh, like it's that. almost impossible. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, But Warrington will probably be better than they were, you know, because two years ago they lost a lot of seniors. Uh-huh. Uh, Winfield, Warrington has a good amount of seniors this year. <clears throat> yeah. So, Winfield's gonna they lost Sutton, so that's gonna be a tough right. loss for him. So as we move on to the end of the season, which you know, every football, basketball, any team, you want to look at that district play, and it's a little different now. Districts came out this past week. Um, <laughs> were you just sitting there, uh, coach, were you scrolling down just waiting to see like the Trinity <laughs> pop up there? And you know, I was I woke up that morning and I'm looking and I'm thinking, okay, you know, this this is a district that when you look at it, kind of like I did last year with the basketball district, it's a winnable one. Um, Lou, we have Fulton, I believe Lutheran St. Charles, Mexico, Moberly, Orchard Farm, Winfield, and Wright City. Lou, what are your thoughts on this district? Um, honestly, I think we got a gift this year not having Trinity. Um, I've heard Moberly's going to be pretty good this year <laughs> and Lutheran St. Charles. So hopefully that's the two versus three. They'll knock each other around and we get them one of those two district championships and finish them off. Yeah, I think so. so. Tell us about uh, St. Charles High's mm-hmm. district. No, uh, this is just a pretty <laughs> drastic difference. Yeah, and it's just amazing how well, our schools are five miles yeah. apart <laughs> and the enrollment's different. Uh, St. Charles district, they have Clayton, Westminster, Summit, Ladue, Ooh. MICDS, Parkway Central, and Parkway North. I mean, literally, you're talking about the difference in those two districts based off probably 100 kids. 
You know, yeah. High's probably got yeah. 120, 125, 30 more kids, and that's just a different world. Yeah, and I, and I yeah. think even if we had that same enrollment and we were over on this side of town, we would probably be lumped in with that other uh, class, was it four district? Yeah, class four district with uh, like Zumwalt South. I believe they're in four this year yeah. and all those guys. So just geographically, they throw us in with all the St. Louis and West uh, West County teams. Right. Ladue and MICDS is the state championship in class four last year. It was. Yeah. Might yeah. see each other in district championship. That's very interesting. So let's go ahead and move into some questions here. And we're going to have Lou start with some questions for Coach Strauss, and then we'll move, mosey on throughout the program here. Okay, so... Um, so what does a typical week of football preparation look like Monday through Friday and into Saturday? Well, since we, we just played our jamboree on Friday, so we're kind of in. we got a game this week. So we come in on Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock and lift, and do stretching and lift, and then uh, do a little bit of light running just to get the kinks out and get, right. them, get that lactic acid out. Uh, then we come, we're off on Sundays, and then Mondays we watch film, um, and our coaching staff puts together a scouting report over the weekend. And then gotcha. on Monday, uh, we watch film with the team of our game, and then we'll watch a little bit of our opponents. Uh, then we'll go outside and, and install anything that we're going to add for that week. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are your big work days. Uh, we'll do a lot of uh, – we pretty much split them evenly between offense and defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have special teams every day that we'll work on. And then Thursday, it's uh, – it's not a walkthrough, but it's we don't do any hit. We very rarely hit at practice anymore. We just right. don't have the numbers to and do it. Isn't that kind of the way it is around everywhere? Yeah. Because if you if you get out there and really hit on Tuesday, Wednesday, or any day, you know most yeah. football teams. I think now, especially when you have a enrollment between four hundred and seven hundred, you know one ankle injury could oh, ruin yeah. your year, and you and you almost take that risk of. Um, why did I do that? Um, why did I do that drill? You know, I, I, yeah. I'm sure practice has changed from back in the day. It's it's definitely a yeah. little different than it was probably in '95. Oh yeah, big time difference because uh, you just can't afford to get guys hurt. And and one of the biggest things that's the hardest things to do is work on tackling. Right. You know, you have. That's why so many teams are so poor at tackling because you're afraid to really go all out 100. percent Right. Taking them to the ground. I mean we. I can't remember the last time in a scrimmage we took anybody down to the ground, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just the way it is. Uh, we work on all kinds of form tackling. We use those tackle wheels, and we use sleds, and we do all kinds of different stuff. But uh, it's, it's just hard to emulate it until right. you get in the game. Absolutely. You know, Coach, so. uh, the wishbone. You guys have been running for years. Why has the wishbone been so successful for you guys, and have you ever thought about changing their style of play? Um. I was I played for Coach Stahl. I, we ran wishbone back then. Um, I enjoyed the offense. I really like it. I think um, this year we've got a bigger bigger line. But over the years we've had a lot of guys in that five nine, five ten, two hundred, two hundred twenty pound range. And if you run, you can't just go run in the eye and stuff and do that. So we get a lot of. Uh, undersized linemen that are able to really play well in this offense. Well, I think that's something that the general public probably doesn't know, that the wishbone mm-hmm. is something that helps you out when you standard in high school are not going to have a very good line. And I didn't yeah. even know that. You know, I'm thinking, is it because this or that? But I guess, if, like you're saying, if you have a line that's maybe just athletic kids yeah. that are like those 5'10 kids, you can kind of do some do some things. How do the, kid, do the kids enjoy it? I think so. I mean, anytime, if you're winning, they're going to enjoy right. it. If they're right. not, you know, I mean, I did, you asked if we, I ever thought about changing. When Brandon Champagne was a sophomore, um, 
I went to the spread for two games, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was funny. I, I came yeah. with the first game, and, they, and you know they're out of the huddle, and I'm like, "Holy crap! Like, where are these guys going? There's two over here, and two over here, and you're, you know we're getting the leg up, we're, hey, you know we're clapping." I'm thinking, "Holy cow, what is going on here?" But two games of doing that, and it's just like it'd be like yeah. St. Charles West coming out and going, "Okay, we're gonna go full court man press the entire time all season. We're gonna get up and down. We're really gonna shove it down their throat. We're not gonna take any time off the clock." And then yeah. you realize what your bread and butter is. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we, it was, uh, part of it was just me because as a play caller, you know, if we don't get any yards on first down now and then wishbone, you know, I know what to call to end up with a third and medium. Well, if you throw an incomplete pass, you're second and 10. Then if you, you know, then what do you do? Do you run it? Do you throw it? You know, then if you it's throw it, totally it, different offense. Another incompletion, you're third yeah. and ten, and probably going to punt. And you didn't take any time off the clock. Well, one thing's good about know? the wishbone is I'm at Cold Peppers by like 8:45 yeah. sometimes, and we were throwing that ball around like back in the day. Coach would have been, you know, he'd have been at Mopes at 11:30. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to, you know, I'm, I'm eating wings and done with my dinner, and I'm still watching the fourth quarter online of Francis Howell playing mm-hmm. someone because they're they're throwing it around. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I, I think it's very fun to watch. I think with your group this year in those skilled positions, you got to be really looking forward to it because these guys have a have a lot of years under their belt. I mean, you're talking about yeah. guys who have played since they were sophomores, um, the language, the verbiage. Um, I would feel like that's that's going to be good for y'all because the last couple seasons we have not started out. I say we, you guys yeah, have not have, started yeah. out the way you want to. And I know that's no. a, a big thing for you this year. It's a huge thing. And that uh, that's one of the reasons I think that we've had problems at district championship games. There, mm-hmm. All three years we've been on the road. Right. And it was pointed out to me, and I, if I'd have thought about it rationally, I would have known. But the last three years, we've either been 0-3 or 1-2 and after three weeks. Right. You know, and we've really harped on this year about coming out of the gate strong. Okay. You know, but uh, one of the things about the wishbone for us is nobody runs it anymore. Right. I mean, so to try to prepare – it's kind of like when everybody, when the first few teams started running the spread, mm-hmm. it was so different. They they just racked up points, you know. And teams, it's hard to be that disciplined because you have to assign somebody to everybody, mm-hmm. and it's hard to do that in really two work days. It's like going to basketball like when all of a sudden I got to play a team that plays a zone that I haven't seen all year long. You know, you beat your head trying to prep for it. Next thing you know, you've overloaded your guys with so much information, yeah. and it's just so for you that ends up working. I can see how that would work yeah. at, at that end. Um, and let's go ahead and move down the list here. Uh, so give us, what are your top two or three athletes you've had the opportunity to coach ball at West? Well, I mean, it, two that really come to mind, Drew Lauer. Right. Um, you know, here's a guy, he, he broke the rushing record by over 1,000 yards, you know, and that record stood since 81. He was one know. of those guys that everybody yeah. in St. Charles who kind of follows it, when when the Warriors played, you went to watch Drew. I mean, it was yeah. it was a phenomenal couple of years. He was so so fun to watch. Yeah, and then uh, Blake Rugraff, he did the same thing. I think he broke the tackle record by over mm-hmm. 100. Um, and he's, you know, he was two special players. Yeah, yes. I mean, they were good. And, you know, if you go any farther, I mean, we've had – I've coached some good, really good ones since I've been the head coach, but – Going back to when I was a freshman coach, you know, you had Adrian Beard, who right. was as good of an athlete as anybody that's come through there. Right. Yeah, and then uh, Tars Ferguson. Right. You know, those guys, it, it'd be hard to say I've had people that are better, mm-hmm. you know. So right. those, I'd say those four are the ones that just jump out off right. the top of my head. Absolutely. Coach, uh, what is your opinion on the future of high school football? Um, we see so many numbers decreasing. What, what, what trends are you seeing? What do you think? Well... <clears throat> The biggest thing I see is that uh, through the media and stuff, they, they make it sound like everybody that's ever stepped on a football field 
has CTE. Right. And it's just not the case. I mean, I understand there's risks. I, I get that. They're they're constantly trying to make the helmets and everything safer, mm-hmm. and you're teaching different techniques to try to take the head out of the game. Unfortunately, it's impossible to take it out completely. Um, but I, I hope that it doesn't because I think it's one of the best games ever for building uh, building up a person. Yeah, I mean, I they think- learn so much during the game. I think it's one of those things too where you just you just don't see the numbers in the 6th, 7th and 8th grade teams anymore. You yeah. know, um, I remember riding my bike through McNair Park back in the day and I would go up there and just watch and there was just people everywhere but you know, they're still trying to have the the Titans program and things yeah. like that but they're practicing 3 nights a week. I can barely get enough energy because of the way we are today to go to my daughter's soccer practice one time a week. It's a commitment. Yeah, it you is. Know? It and really I, and is. I think like you said, um, I almost just wish we, you know, there was a way to get the kids involved in seventh and eighth grade at a little lighter level, not as much of a commitment, knowing that those athletic kids, because you can learn the game of football pretty quickly. Yes, you know, it's, it's not it's a not touch. Not, you don't have to shoot threes and have a good touch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get your athletes out there, um, it's kind of like a game that you just go play in the backyard. You know, it's it's not something you have to work on every day in the off season to become a better football player besides your strength. You know, no, yeah. What do you think, Pete? I just question for you two. You know, we're both in the same district coaching. Do you think St. Charles School District would benefit from actually having junior high teams like other? Oh, yeah. I, I think so. I, I think even if they could just do it in 7th and 8th grade and just combine all the kids together and not have like a St. Charles yeah. high football team, maybe you just had a St. Charles and it was run, yeah. you know, the kids that were going to go to Weston High, maybe even out of like Harden, you know, the Harden, whatever, what's the Harden, whatever they are. But I, I think it would be difficult. I think so. I think depending on the sport, you might have better, you know, participation turnout. I just... Because I know there's been talk about that in the past, right. just try to get more involvement. So I was just curious on your guys' opinion on that. So. Yeah, I think a lot of the schools in our conference have, you know, middle school sports. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we kind of are behind, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. But, I mean, that's a big money commitment. I yeah. get it. Yeah. You know, the startup is the problem. The startup and then trusting you know, the people who are running it. Yeah, that's um, the thing, too. Who do you get to, who do you get to run it, right. you know? Yeah. So, Lou, what are some kind of moving on into the into the sports scene around here? Um, Lou, can you tell us a little bit about the other districts? You know, we kind of touched on St. Charles High, um, other local team, uh, Duchenne. Uh, looked at their roster; <laughs> looks a lot different. <laughs> um, uh, definitely, a lot of freshmen coming in from from North County. Uh, Duchenne has, I think, I looked at their roster: twelve or thirteen guys that are freshmen. Um, you know, so that should be interesting. But they need the numbers. I think it's going to be good for them. But at the same time. Um, you know, very different when you all of a sudden you have 12 or 13 new faces that are going to get time. But what are some of the bigger power schools? And how does that all Starting work? with the uh, big one in Class 6, you got CBC. They're not very good. The Smet. Uh, Howell. Never heard of them. Howell Central. Ooh. Hazelwood Central. Who are they? Hazelwood West. What? Pattonville. And Slough High. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Who's your favorite there? The Smet. The Smet. Okay. CBC, do you, who's, do they... Lose the Gabber kid. Wasn't he their quarterback last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in Miami, Ohio? I think so. Yes. I think so. So they're they're down a little bit this year. I'm down for I mean, that. Yeah. They're going to lose, lose a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to somebody from Arkansas that they go play. Uh, what else? Ohio. Um, another one in Class Six. I, this one was interesting, based off of names and kind of what's going on the last few years. It's uh, District Three. You got Jefferson City, Joplin, Kickapoo, Kirkwood, Lafayette. Lindbergh, Marquette, Northwest Cedar Hill. That's a lot of big schools. Yeah, you know it's 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 you don't know. I mean, those schools are so big. Um, it should be, it should be interesting. I mean, I, I understand it's you know for us around the area, uh, it's going to be good to watch the Warriors and, and obviously that. But do we have any um, any talk about? I'm going to throw this on you again, Lou. Um, can you let us know about the volleyball scene around town, the Warriors, and um, some of the top teams? I know you've been yeah. Kinda, um, 
so starting off with Wes, went to their jamboree on Friday, got to film it for so we can have a sick intro video for the big board in the gym. Nice. Did you break down the film? Or did you, did you check uh, out the I didn't have some spikes? I didn't have time yet. Okay. But uh, looking at them, they played Lutheran North, John Burroughs, and Lutheran St. Charles. Um, they did exactly what I expected, beat Lutheran North, tied John Burroughs, lost Lutheran St. Charles. And I thought the energy so much better than it was last year already. Um, I Energy's think, always great the first couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, but but I, you're pretty close to the program. I mean, you've seen. I it. think they're. I think they're going to be better off than they were last year. Mm-hmm. I think the. I think Coach Ballman's finally started to know how to work with the players. Absolutely, and I think they're. I, I think they'll win more games than they, than they did last year. What about the Buckos across town? Are they going to be any good? I think they it, it, their attitudes win now. They gotcha. have seniors that are pretty good, both. Both West and High have a lot of seniors. Good. And so that's be a good matchup be- between the two when they play later in the season? Yeah. Who's, oh. the, who's the best? Give me the top three volleyball teams in the area. Well, the, first two, are, the first two are always Powerhouse of St. Joe and Lafayette. Okay. Um, the third one, I would like to say Incarnate, that I think they graduated a few seniors from last year. That's going to cost them a lot. You just wanted to go through a show where you had to say incarnate. You have to say okay. incarnate. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, can we get through one show without incarnate? <laughs> I mean, I'll say I'll probably incarnate. Say I'm sure here a couple months. Borges. So. Their Borges is always pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they are. And uh, I heard they got a new coach, but they still have two pretty solid players. Uh, Christian, I think, is going to be another good school, And too. I think you said Dominic's going to be okay this year. They lost a lot, too. Okay. Yeah. I know they were good last year. They lost two, three D1ers, I think. Nice. Yes. Nice. That might be... They might be... Having a rough year. I don't know. Pete, softball coach this year. How are the Pirates going to be in softball? JV head coach. I am the assistant. head coach. Uh, our varsity squads. Uh, you know, we were a game away from the Final Four last right. year. Lost to uh, Mexico, who ended up winning the state championship. Uh, we have a good balance of seniors. We have uh, two to three freshmen on the team this year. We're led by Kylie Sweeney. She's our center fielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was all state, I believe. Ryan Mills, our shortstop. She's coming off an ACL injury, so she has a couple more weeks left. Uh, Riley Schaub's our catcher, really solid behind the plate, puts the ball in play. And Bree Hollowell uh, is our starting left fielder, uh, just a solid athlete, uh, just just a good teammate to have. And then we're led by a new pitcher, first time in a couple years. Rachel Payne was our pitcher. Uh, we're bringing on a freshman, Maddie Jackson, who uh, I think when her career is all said and done, she'll be uh, – one of the top pirate greats. That's got to be a good thing as a softball coach when you get that pitcher as a freshman. You got four years. It's like yeah. getting a stud point guard in basketball. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it for four years. And then when they're gone, you're like, crud. Yeah, it's kind of where we're at now. Uh, <laughs> we're a couple weeks in. I really enjoyed it. The girls are good. Coaches are great. The families have really treated me well, so I'm cool. very appreciative. And I've heard, Pete, that you are, um, you have, you were, you're going to be on the XFL team. In St. Louis, I heard you're you going to be the punter. I I don't see why not. I mean, you could you would be great in the XFL. You know, I Maybe used to watch in. a lot of wrestling back in the yeah. day. You know, <laughs> I think that would right up your alley. I'm interested to see how well it does. You went tight end. You could put Lou at, at quarterback. No, we have coach no, here on the line. We could, we could win some XFL games. Are you, what is that? What is that? Are we gonna? Where's they? Where are they gonna play those games at? The they're, dome. They're gonna be at they're the dome, the dome yeah. and I guess they're starting next year. And I was having a conversation with my brother. And you know, when the MLS team comes, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. If that XFL survives, I was like, that new soccer stadium would be the perfect venue for them. It's Absolutely, seats, right? Seats about, I don't know, 30,000. What percentage do you give this XFL thing to I, have I would, success? I'm, I'm saying success meaning... Uh, it survives the first year. It, uh, it goes more than three years. See, I think since Vince McMahon's paying for everything, mm-hmm. I think he 
won't see a Joe just one year again. I think he's got too much pride, yeah. and I think they're doing things differently. Are they taking like the safety out? Are they still going to let people just kill each other? I don't think so. I think I it's going to be more traditional. Okay. You know, is they going to say he hate me on the back? Remember that guy? Yeah, <laughs> I do remember him. Yeah. He hate me. I'm interested to see. It's exciting. I know it's you know it's not exciting. NFL. It's not. It's it's the best. What? Dude, I mean, I if you like watching football, it's, you know, I'm not saying you have to go down and buy season tickets. Do you get Battlehawks tat yet? You you know, I named my fantasy team. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all in on the Battlehawks. <laughs> let's, let's move over to the MLS. Uh, Lou, are you excited about this? I guess so. so yeah, that's kind of, the only. I think the only MLS game I'd ever go to is if, like, there was, like, some dudes and we went to the Cardinal game and, like, they played that night. And they'd be like, hey, we can go watch, go down to Union Station down there because that's where the stadium's going to be down by Yeah, Union I think Station, it's right? Caddy Corner there by, uh. Yeah, right off market. Street I mean, there. I just can't get into it. I, I'm, you're a season ticket holder, I heard for MLS yeah. Coast Drives. I've uh, actually, I, well, I probably shouldn't say, it, but I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've seen before? one soccer game in its entirety when I was student teacher. That was it, huh? Yeah. Hey, I'm excited. I I, do, I like all sports. When MLS comes here, they build that stadium. They should have the football and soccer state championships there. They well, talked about that. That, that. would be, an, I, that that be, be a bad cool. idea. Yeah. So do you have a? Are you gonna go down there? Are you gonna be a season ticket holder? I probably Pete? won't be a season ticket oh, holder, no, 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 but no, no, I think you're gonna go down there and dance around. I'm telling you right Mom. now, that place will have you know, be sold out every weekend. How many home games do they play? Do about seventeen. Idea? I was gonna say seventeen, eighteen. They will sell out every game because it, it's just yeah. soccer is. Everybody from the age of five to eight has played soccer, and it's it's yeah. probably a good venue for a parent to take the five boys that are on the soccer team down. And I'm sure they're gonna do a great job because filling a venue seventeen or eighteen times in St. Louis is yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, anything obviously more than that you might struggle with. But I'm interested. I'm interested to see it. And I think they're gonna gain a lot of revenue just from. Sports and other events outside of soccer. You yeah, can have concerts like we talked about. Maybe Misha holding some stuff there. Slew, I heard, is already going to try to bid the I don't know twenty twenty five uh, college cup for soccer. Uh-huh. So well, there's a million things you can do yeah. on the soccer field. You know, whether yeah. like you said, concerts or anything. So they and St. Louis does a pretty good job of using other uh, having other events and non you know that not that sport. I mean, they use Bush Stadium. I mean, for concerts now and uh, you know yeah. everything. So I think St. Louis is pretty good with filling uh, facilities. Um, kind of unlike the family arena down here, they try to throw anything in there. It just. The venue's pretty good for something that size. Right. I just feel like, and I know the, I think the land was donated, right? Or yes, I think so. I just feel like if it was right off 70 there where the streets of St. Charles now mm-hmm. is, oh. it would make the world a difference. And just visibility from the highway, right. and it's just, it's so hard. It's to, just not you know, in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're bike riding down there, you're probably not yeah. going to see it. I know you like to ride bikes down there. No, I, I run. You run? Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with you, though. The XFL, that'd be a good move because it'll it'll echo in the dome. Because yeah, right. the, crowd, the crowds just won't be very no. big, and that'll be a perfect spot. Yeah. Down they they, you know, 20,000 is different than yeah. 70. Yeah, the exactly. I, mean, I would much rather yeah. them play their games at Leonardwood or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it just, I don't know. College football has started. Are we excited? Coach, do you like college football, pro, the pro game better? Um, I follow the pro a little more just because I play fantasy football. Right. You know, right. but absolutely. <laughs> and I've always been a pro football fan since I was a kid. But I love college football. Yeah. You know, I mean that the there's just something about the atmosphere of a college just, football game. Yeah, exactly. And there's something about waking up at nine o'clock watching game day, and, yeah. and usually the weather for the first six to seven weeks is just gorgeous. And this area, yeah. as far as the temps going down, you can buy a beer now, Pete, at the Mizzou game. <clears throat> I heard that. Is that a good thing for you? Bad thing? I don't make it to Columbia much. Yeah, I think I've been to two games in my life. Yeah, just... But I might go to some more now that I can enjoy, you know, a beverage. I'm excited for the Tigers. I'm still not all in. No? I, 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 th- I, th- I think I would be 
this whole NCAA ban thing. Yeah. And Are they just going to drag that out and let us know, like, so. maybe the game before the end of the year? I'm just confused that? between the Mississippi State yeah, and all I get, this. Right. I think TJ Moe is going to get them over the line, and they're going to repeal it the way he's been uh, blasting Paul Feinbaum the last yeah. couple of weeks. When are they going to make the decision? Who knows? Yeah. November. Yeah. Oh, my God. They should well, make we, it soon. Yeah. If Mizzou goes 8-0, no, they will not get they will not get it repealed. If they go six and two or five and three in those first eight weeks, they will get. Are they in the repealed. top twenty-five? I think they're right no, outside. Right. They're twenty-six. I think they'll be pretty good. I just the Kelly Bryant thing. I know in the past Drew Locke is throwing the ball downfield a lot. I see the Tigers running the ball more. He's more athletic. Doesn't have his accurate arm. I don't think he's still no. really good. I'm excited. I think. Everyone's saying nine wins would be. That's fantastic. I, I'm thinking more along seven. SEC, you just never know. Right. And plus West Virginia, I know you got them week one, right? Week next one. Week. Yeah, West Virginia. No, they're down. Starters they're down. down but you just. They go out to Wyoming, don't they? they play oh, Wyoming? yeah, Wyoming first, and then maybe Can't West wait to watch them play, the, play Wyoming. That's going to be that great. Is Dave Christensen still there? Oh, who knows? I don't even know. Dave sure. Christensen. Trinity's running back is there. Is he? Yeah. So we're excited for that. Hey, just real quick. Who do you think the top three most winningest NCAA college football teams are? Like all time? All time. I will go... Just throw some... Winningest. I will Ohio say. State, Alabama, Michigan. I don't Ohio know. State, Michigan. You're correct. And there's one more. I would say... Uh, Texas, maybe? You're right. Texas. Yeah. Those are the top three. And you know who's fourth? Yale. Yeah, uh, Yale. back in the day. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> I look up, I was like, what? Yale? Yale jumped in there. I thought maybe they started like uh, back in, you know, <laughs> BC. But uh, anyways, um, so they Cardinals. probably have the most wins without helmets. Oh, gosh, they have to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine playing football without helmets? Uh, no, that was 150 years ago. Oh, last night's game set college football 150 years back. I heard it was, pretty, wow, I heard it was wow. pretty bad. It was ugly. I caught the last half of the fourth quarter and there was I saw six turnovers alone I think <laughs> yeah and it was just like it was bad slick ball Cardinals are in first place I think now by two and a half games after Correct. today yeah um, rolling along I I think there's still gonna be people tomorrow uh, you know talking about how bad Matt Carpenter is and they'll find something wrong but here we are 13 games above 500 and we're gonna be watching every game every night now uh, it's just the Cardinal thing it's really cool uh, do, do you guys think that they're gonna Lou what's your opinion on as far as do you think they're gonna win the division it's going to come down to the last weekend. Thank goodness they're at home because it's the only place they can beat the Cubs. So they played the Cubs. I think they played the Cubs the last weekend. They played play in their division, like, I think. Yeah, they got the Brewers this week. A ton of games. So it's going to play It's gonna play out. It's fun. Um, I think there's nothing better for me anyways, being selfish. I'm not coaching a sport right now. The, the weather is turning. Football is starting. And the Cardinals are well. And I, have, I really don't have too many worries um, besides filling up the – Oktoberfest fundraiser with people to work it, but uh, that's, that's the only thing. So it's a good time of year. Um, but what a, what a good show tonight! I see Iggy over there. We've let Iggy into the room now tonight. He's over there. Um, he sets us all up. And thanks thanks for doing that, Coach. Thanks for coming on a, on a Sunday night, um, Pete. Always welcome, and, and thanks for thanks, thanks for, for coming back, Coach. Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely, oh, no problem. Thanks and a lot. This is the Chuck and Lou, and we are out, and we'll see you in probably the next two or three weeks, and we'll be talking some more football. So we'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Appreciate it.